If you like, we can make a weekly appointment and really explore these issues. In fact, twice a week might not be overdoing it. No, thanks. I prefer to deal with my demons as they escape. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, part two of our mental health discussion for Mental May, or whatever the hashtag is for this year. I'm not sure, but uh, we're just going to roll with it. And rejoining me, just like last week, because we're in the same spots we were <laughs> in last week's episode. Shit, I told you to switch chairs. And we're wearing the same clothes. How about that? <laughs> I know. Andrew Rizzatello. <laughs> Cheers. He says cheers. He's about to sip on some high-end whiskey mm. that he jacked from a certain owner. I did not studio. jack anything. Stop he has, it. He has an open bar, <laughs> he has an open bar policy. For, for yeah. someone that gives him stuff? Yes, I think he does. Fair enough. <laughs> and also, Ryan Taggart. Let's get mental. That's right. Oh, please. And, uh, <laughs> well, let's let's get right into it. Let's pick up exactly where we left off, and we're going to get into you and your... Your journey with do I need, therapy. Do, do you need help with the heavy lifting? Uh, well, I don't know. Oh, the guns are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We finally have a gun show here on yeah. the tape, everybody. No, so you can't have refunds. Taken, admit one. Yeah. Almost, almost yeah. 170 <laughs> episodes, but you're finally getting a gun show. Yeah. Congratulations. We appreciate your patience. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, my uh, foray into uh, actually treating mental health started with a panic attack mm. uh, it was a few months after my daughter was born after Brielle was born and uh, that'll give it to you yeah <laughs> well it yes. was three months of no sleep and no time and no freedom and no money and wondering if you're good enough wondering if you're strong enough whether you can even do this see that was a question I wanted to bring up and not for this show but for in but in general is a thing you hear about is uh, postpartum Postpartum depression, postpartum in general, right. and obviously it's it's uh, primarily focused on the birth giving mother of whatever the child is. But can't that just like PTSD translate over into someone else? Like what Ryan just said, not being good enough. Am I going to be able to support this child, to raise right. this child, to whatever? Am I going to be patient enough for this? I feel like that's a, that's where we've gotten to again in in the modern era. Like a lot of this stuff, where once upon a time. I mean, there's a whole generation where the fathers weren't even at the hospital when their kids were born. You know, yeah, they, they, just, were smoking right. they went to work. Drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't part of the conversation. And whether or not you were a good father wasn't measured by your relationship with your child. It was that you went to work and the kids got fed and clothed. And that's kind of it. Mm. So these thought now that we're not in survival mode, now that the generation we're growing up in is like more thrive generation than survive. Now, these questions are, you know, we're asking ourselves these questions and. These questions are being asked openly as well, as far as it, are you okay with this, or am I okay with this, or whatever right. it is. That's that's a very real thing that's come to be in the last. I mean, I'm going to say it probably started with Generation X, and I say that because they're the ones who really coddled their kids. These nightmares that we're now dealing with, who are in uh, high school and college and everything, the wokesters. Um, I feel like they were probably the first generation that really looked at parenting and made a conscious choice to, as far as how they were going to engage with children. 
So I do because feel like, like that's a pretty what their parents exactly. Did. I don't want to be like my parents, the sad bastards from the '90s who yeah. we uh, all were just like. Eh. I mean, at least I was even right. when I was twelve. I'm like, ew. But um, I feel like that was the first time parents kind of consciously looked at being a parent and what that meant and compared themselves to their parents and used that as a basis for how they're going to be. So I feel like asking yourself those questions is very Alan. much a, right. a is a current thing. I feel and like that's a new evolution right and you're never really ready no 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 so no, no, i mean no. I, advice I, I to anyone that may be a new parent or is expecting or anything like that take it from two guys that are parents of younger children you're we're never still ready. ready yeah we're yeah. absolutely not because i mean you you could look at everything on paper you say okay i got the house i married a woman who i love and we're financially stable we have jobs like okay i did everything right now, here's the next logical step is the baby. We're ready. You're not ready. No, you're not. You're, you're not. not. No, because until the, it's there and it's the in word your face, variable was made when children were in, conceived. OK, <laughs> right. so you're you're not ready. So after this was uh, December of uh, 2018. So it was about, I guess about four months wow. after yeah. uh, Brielle was born and it was right before New Year's Eve and just the exhaustion of, of four months of it. Uh, yeah. Just being woken up constantly. And, you know, uh, one night I was having just a particularly hard time putting her to sleep and I was deliriously tired. And at one point I like her bedroom door was open and I banged into it cause I couldn't see in the dark and it just startled me so much. And I started crying. Mm. And then before I knew it, like I was in bed, hyperventilating, heaving, like my heart was pounding out of my chest. My, my fingers were tingling. Like, and I, I went into a full-blown panic attack trying to, for 20 minutes, trying to catch my breath in bed. See, just, and, I just, and, like, and not to take away from your, cause that, that dude, I can't even understand. I can't, I can't mm. understand that because that's not where I go. If, cause I've been in a similar situation being a fellow parent, mm. um, where like Liara, like, I wish she had an off switch. Right. You know, just, just or is it, yeah, like a, a pause button. Yeah, like, just just go to sleep, please. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but like for the first thirty four years of my life, I slept like a fucking log. You I would hope. I would hope a that bomb I outside didn't, of my room. I would like. Wake okay, up. listen. The, I'd say the first six months, I can't. I can't count because I guarantee you, I was probably crying like an asshole but mm. at our age my parents came in with like southern comfort put it on my gums mm -hmm. and i was fucking out because right. that explains was a cure -all. a lot that explains <laughs> yeah. a lot but there are rules now and you can't do shit like that uh, anymore yeah, lest, lest you be judged you can't yes yeah. I mean, well, look, don't not, put it in your Instagram story. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> right. If you want to put some but, SoCo on your child's gums, who's to know? Yeah, yeah like who's to so, know? Yeah, just don't say anything. Right. So <laughs> yeah. so uh, again, I'm not I, I can't understand that because had that been me, that would been anger. Mm -hmm. And I would have been cursed, not at the child. Oh, yeah. But like, and uh, I, and I, I melted down like that, too. It was like, why the fuck won't she go to sleep? Mm -hmm, why why mm -hmm. won't she go to sleep? Like, I don't understand. She's a child. Like, this I know is you're what tired. They do. Right. This is what you do. You, you sleep. feed them. They sleep and they poop. Like, They're what done. is your yeah. problem? <laughs> they eat, they cry, they sleep, you, they poop. You, yeah, you get to the point where like they have a limited uh, list of things that could possibly be wrong when they're that young. Yes, yes. And when you know like they just ate, like they have a dry diaper because I just changed you. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Um, and you like, and then you have this irrational shame. You're like, why am I not being sensitive and patient? Yes, as a oh, father. I, 100 but you're just you're been just there. so exhausted that it just like in that wits moment end. you can't. You're at your wits end. Yes, and you you can't be nurturing, and you feel shame about it because. You're just, you're but just you gone. can't also force it, right? You're to the point where you can't force that nurture because if you force it, it's going to make the other part worse, right? No, I, I so 100% understand. 
So like that. my my issues continued for you know months beyond this. That, that was my first like real panic attack. Mm-hmm. So at you know thirty five years old, so I'm having a panic attack for the first time, and it felt like I was having a heart attack. Yeah, I just, I just turned thirty four. Like my first one. So yeah, really? like I said. Um, so this is not where my anxiety started. Like I've been a worry wart my whole life. Yeah, um, no, so, I I, I could have yeah. fucking told you that. <laughs> so it would just be, knowing you for right, you know. yeah, you know. Um, so it would be about another like five or six months before I finally decided to see a therapist. So I found one. Um, she was really nice. And, um, but in the first, uh, the very first, uh, visit that I had, um, we started going through the basic stuff, like the, why are you here stuff? And right, I was right, like, right. I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm suffering from really bad anxiety. And she's like, <laughs> the way she asked me, like, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And but she probably did like, that for a reason. Yeah. She's like, did you diagnose yourself with that? Or, and I'm like, Obviously, I, I would try to answer in a nice way. Right. But I was like, listen, lady, you think I don't fucking know what anxiety feels like? Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have a good idea of what anxiety is mm. and what it feels like. Mm. Um, I was like, no, I didn't diagnose myself. But like, all right, you tell me what's wrong with you. Right. Like, like, I'm, I'm open to suggestion. Um, I mean, semantics. But, but again, okay. like uh, I was having like these angry thoughts in my head about the way she asked me that question. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> but, but she probably did that for that reason. She wanted to, to, to gauge your reaction, she, and she's probably sitting there with, be, being on her computer or with a tablet, you know, sitting there looking at it going, okay, all right, no, 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 no anger, uh, manic depressant, no, no, okay, good, that kind of answer, all right, mm-hmm. you know, like. She's setting them up. Right? Yeah, to, exactly. To, You're, she's yeah. literally, she's answer. doing, she's triggering you. Right. Right. And, oh, and, and it did. I was like really annoyed. Yeah, that. I don't doubt <laughs> it. I would first. be too. I was like, what, 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 you think I don't know why I'm here? Um, <laughs> so then at the, fir- at the end of the first session, she goes, and I'll, I'll never forget the way she, uh, she asked the question, her tone, like her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, she was like, so do you want to reschedule or, and I'm like. No, like we had an hour and you cracked down to the root of all my issues. Like, I think I'm good. Like, who goes, <laughs> yeah. to, who, who goes to one therapy session? You're a like, genius. You, know, <laughs> you fixed it. Like, um, and like, I, I've told like a bunch of people this and, and finally Jen was like, you know, she probably meant like, maybe she should have worded it better, but maybe like, are you comfortable here? Are you comfortable with me? Like, do you want to reschedule here with me? Do you feel like we're a good fit? So is maybe what she meant. But I mean, if considering this is how she makes her living, you would think she'd yeah. be slightly tuned in. To but maybe the way how it was, the way it was asked, I was like, what kind, what kind of question is that? Like, of course I want to reschedule. Right. Like, so, we're not done here. <laughs> again, I go back to, she was still evaluating you. Right. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Oh, you I, think so? Cause I, think, I, I reacted the same way he I did. I think it's, I think it was her trying to, understand if this space was still good for you because i think people forget that even though it's uncomfortable because you're dealing with another human being you have to deal with finding a therapist almost like finding a used car yes Yes. it's like dating that's what i said to ryan it is right you need to find the right like going on dates and then being like oh okay this Mm. works scheduling see what yeah you got you got to get over that awkward stage and right and yeah this was my first time and to be honest with you i didn't know what to expect because i there's another podcast here where it is two therapists and Mm, they and they talk about this right and they're like they're they want more people to know that because they think automatically they're going to be offended, which mm. is, which n- that's not the case at all. They're so used to it in that industry that it's like, actually, we want to encourage people. If we're not the fit, we're not the fit right. because it's also because then it, then they're not going to help solve I the think problem. That's what that question meant. Yeah. But just sort of like she had this like weird tone the way she asked the question and it just like 
like I, I guess I took it the wrong way. Like, no, of course. Like, of course I want to reschedule. Like, I need well, to, but this isn't like. <laughs> I still think she yeah. worded it weird. Yeah. But I think it it did come from a good place. Yeah, I think it absolutely did, and she was really, really nice. And like, I don't mean to bad mouth, but it was just sort of like this weird tone that she had, and the, the way she worded it, I was like, what? but. <laughs> and I don't know if you were going to get into this, but when you told me this, see, I, it, it, for me, kind of said, okay, this is this is a bad fit for sure. Which I don't know if you want, I think you know where I'm well, going, or if yeah. You so to tell yeah, it. I mean, ultimately we made it through about three uh, sessions, and we we just we weren't connecting. You ultimately, and the therapist, she, the, yeah, the okay. therapist and I, we, well, we were just the big thing. Sorry, I hope you don't mind if I bring this up. Oh, I found out that she was a Trump supporter. Well, that's what uh, it was. Like you, like <laughs> part of your anxiety, in, in, like a lot of people, was the last administration, right? And she was a fan. So she was a fan, and, and uh, so. But if she yeah. can't understand why that gives you anxiety, then it's like then she shouldn't be a talker. I can't talk. Yeah, to it was. You. But to even insert her opinion when it comes to something like that. Which, yeah. frankly, yeah. Which, is which is where I went with the religion thing with the civil with the social right. worker. Right, right. I, I mean, I we, we got into like, a discussion about gun control because this was a time where there was just like one mass shooting after another, and it was giving me yeah. horrible anxiety. Yeah. And I got into that, and then it somehow drifted toward politics. And then she told me that I was just like, Ugh. yeah, it's like so, um, no, I, this I, is a source of huge source of anxiety for me. And if so, you can't get that, I don't think you can help. Me. It's funny you mentioned that because that was one of the things that my doctor mentioned. Not that he is a supporter. But that the uh, but uh, four years ago when Trump was elected, his um, clientele went through the roof because he had a lot of as they as he not he said but as they said snowflakes come in right. and he's like I could give a shit less who you support politically, but if you have such strong feelings that you feel the need that you need to come and talk to me, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. He's like I just want to go home. Bingo. I want to take care of my dogs and I want to go on my marathon runs because he was a runner right. legitimately. He's like, that's all I care about. And this is my job. I'm not here to tell you who to believe in or what to believe. He was a Jewish guy, mm-hmm. not Hasidic or anything, just a you know, practicing Jew. Um, you're, you're every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Seen when you see them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, I don't I don't eat pork on Sunday or on Saturdays, but I'll, the rest of the week I'm having a Baconator from Wendy's, you know, that kind of shit. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you know, so. And, She's and, barely Jewish. Okay. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, but no, the, the whole political thing, it, it does definitely harken back to what I was saying with the, the social worker. For sure. You know, as soon as soon as she turned around and said, God will make it okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, that's it. Nope. Yeah. yeah. That's not why I'm here. Right. And you're forcing your opinion on me. Right. That's and not if, your job. If, well, that's exactly it. If they see, they're supposed to be objective, and if they're trying to get you to see whether it's religion, whether it's politics, if they're trying to get you to see through their lens, that's not the point of therapy. It's not. It's supposed to help you get clear with whatever it is. Right. They're not supposed to be putting. I mean, they, their medical opinion or their diagnosis or whatever. That's putting that on you is fine, but not their personal opinions that have nothing whatsoever to do with. Your condition, whatever your condition right. that's why or diagnosis may be. That's why it's perfectly okay that you were like, ah, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. well, that's yeah, it. I mean, and that wasn't necessarily like the one straw, but like there were, there a were a lot of. Straw. Were, yeah, no, that was, but it was, that was. Yeah. straw. We yeah. weren't really, yeah, we weren't connecting. And then there was that. And a lot of it was scheduling issues too, because I needed evening sessions. And sometimes she wouldn't be available for like two, three weeks. And I was like, oh, this. But you were, yeah. but I was rally? even after that, that last session, like I still tried to reschedule. And then like she never got back to me. And then. But that experience did put you off. And I remember you and I met up for dinner one night. This is about February of 2019. And you were just, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing it. And I was trying to, and now I was in therapy myself at the time. I hadn't found a new therapist, but I also knew I was moving. 2019, I didn't go to therapy until after that. 
Uh, well, in that case, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't start to like, I did like May, June, 2019. Okay. So maybe, um, so it, well, okay. So sessions. maybe it was that summer. Okay. So yeah. my timing is a little maybe, bit off, yeah, well, well, but well. I, yeah, I just moved up North. Like I didn't find I'm a therapist the when I moved. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, because yeah, I didn't, I didn't find a therapist like when I came back, um, because I knew I was moving to North Jersey ultimately, like shortly after getting back, I knew I was moving to where I live now. So I knew I wasn't finding a therapist right away. So I realized I wasn't in therapy at the time when I talked to you, but I was like, don't get turned off by it because I, right. Like, I just, it, is, it is helpful, but I get yeah. why that did put you off. And I said, I really hope he comes back to this one day because I knew it could be helpful, not in a preachy right. way, but I do remember us having that conversation yeah. over dinner and just saying like, look, man, don't like it. Same with meditate. I never thought I was going to be a person who meditated. I thought it was for hippies and I right. want no part of it, but I can't I'm do somebody, it. but see, I've, I don't, I don't know. And not, not because I don't want to. Right. I just I I've I've tried. Believe me, I've tried. I've, I've got tried noise, noise canceling over the ear headphones. Finding some kind of whether it's got alpha, the Headspace beta, app. You know, I tried the meditations right. and I just calm and it just. It's, I can't it's, like it's hard, but you, uh, like everything, you you do need to keep doing it. You do settle into it, but as somebody whose brain does not turn off easily and is going in all different directions all the time, trust me, I know I know it's difficult. Like, I've, but you can harness it. I'm not like as good twice, about it as I used to. Twice that I can say that. I, I, you know, I put my headphones on. I found high long, um, you know, the chanting, chanting music right, right, kind of so. stuff. And I actually like zoned out and people would say you found Nirvana because you weren't, you were thinking about nothing. Like literally your mind was blank. That happened to me for about one second. I actually achieved Nirvana. Well, it's not just you that. Know, I like, mean, for, for meditation though, like a lot of times it's like I've used a Headspace app a lot and it's, you know, focus on your breath. And it's just yes. taking the time to breathe. There's one, or there's one, there's a show on Netflix. I don't know if it's called Headspace, but I know they're something. doing something with Headspace yeah. does something with Netflix. I haven't checked yeah, it out yet, yeah. but um, I do find that to be helpful just in, in that it centers you even mm. just focusing on like just focusing on your breath is good. It it's, it's a terrible comparison, but it's the only thing I can think of that can describe, let's say my experience with meditation, which again, I do recommend and all that, that started even before therapy for me, just because for blood pressure purposes, it was that and going for, you know, massages, which was more physical therapy than luxury. Mm -hmm. Something I, I talked about having conflicting feelings about when we talked about a few years ago, but um, the best way I can describe meditation for me is again, terrible example, but like in get out when they send people to the sunken place, yeah. the idea of you're in your body, but you're not, like fully in your body. Right. Like I'm just, I, I'm a much smaller version of myself inside my head and I'm just like a soul, okay. so to speak. So, and that actually is really helpful. And then as I'm coming out of it, all of a sudden you kind of like, in again, in my, the way I visualize it is I kind of expand back into my body and then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to get a little esoteric here. Sure. You obviously meditate. Let's get weird. Ryan, do you meditate? Do you try it? I've tried. Like I got the Headspace app and I, I tried it a handful of times and I like I can't I calm just calm down enough. I can't calm down enough and like I'll try to get to the point where I just make sure my body's completely still and then I have a fucking itch on my face and I have to scratch it and yeah. then it breaks me yeah. out of it. It's you know, but, like but, it's it could be the smallest thing and so, then I start thinking about something and I'm like yep. stop. I, so ninety nine percent of the time. That's me. I'm the same fucking way. Like yeah. my eye twitches, my ear, yeah. like, like the sweat because I got over the ear headphones, my, mm -hmm. you know, something mm -hmm. like that. However, um, through meditation, there's, there's, there's this, the, the astral projection. This is getting really into the, like, yeah, really, now, you're, now you're getting into hooey. Yeah. Getting into, <laughs> well, the more esoteric stuff, 
But there's a feeling of, as you were describing, Chris, not only shrinking yourself and then expanding back into your physical corporeal form, mm -hmm. but your spirit leaving your corporeal form yes. and looking down on yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're truly having an out-of-body experience through meditation, you should be able to see the silver string that links your your soul or spirit or whatever right. you want to call it back to your, your physical form. I did that once. Mm. That was fucking intense and scary. Were you high? No. That's, that was going to be my question. No. This I'm was like, real. This got was what laced with what? Yeah. Not, no, this was within, this was before COVID. Um, like I'd say 2018 ish, like maybe, uh, no, no, actually no. This was during COVID because that's when I got these, that's when I got the, the really good, uh, Sony headphones. Um, yeah, I just laid in my bed. I put on some some chanting music. I don't know what it was, but some chant. I just closed my eyes, and I swear to you, I was looking at myself in my bed. Hmm. Hmm. And like now, I also have had a sleep paralysis um, event too. Mm. That was fucking freaky. That sounds really freaky. Okay, so sleep paralysis is a real thing. For me. I literally, I, this was back in Lakewood. I had bunk beds at the time, but it was just me in the, you know, in the room. Stop. <laughs> me in one bed, my depression in the other. Yeah, my sleep paralysis <laughs> demon below me. In the room. Yeah. In my room. demons needed their own bed. They did. So in this, I started off in a dream where I was in some mansion going downstairs and there was a floating porcelain doll following me. Like, you know, Annabelle, Annabelle style shit. Before, well before Annabelle right. was a movie. Okay? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried nope, to wake nope. up. How about lack of sleep? I'd get yeah. that. No. So I tried to wake up. My eyes opened. I saw my ceiling. I couldn't move. Oof. I could feel myself breathing. I could not move my body. I literally had to go back to sleep and finish the dream, which nothing happened. This doll just followed me around this fucking stairwell. <laughs> In order to, to and, uh, no, no, it's uh, it's okay. I know it's fucking weird to it's, hear. It's, this is some trippy shit. Uh, yeah, I, no drugs. Like aside from allergy medicine, like maybe yeah, I was tripping yeah, on Benadryl. Yeah, there's a lot of Benadryl. <laughs> no more drugs for that man. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't take three in a night. No more Benadryl, Benadryl before bed. Um, wow. But yeah, so I have had those two experiences. Wow. And I've seen, I'm sorry, we're, we're taking the spotlight away from Ryan. That's okay. Um, Do your story. Yeah, but, Ryan doesn't want to talk about himself. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I have seen a lot of people talk about their sleep paralysis demon. I've seen a lot of people jokingly talk about like, you know, astral projection and whatnot because they, you know, Dr. Strange came out. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That's true. Not nearly, not, you know, not nearly like that, but the, the idea of, you know, all this, it's, it, it, it's like what you see where, you know, you're laying down and then this, you know, you come out of you. Right. Right. You know, and you look, but like, wait a second. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. It's like ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Like, yeah. Or like the Frighteners. Yeah. I don't know if you guys yes. know the Frighteners. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah Michael J. Fox. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That, like that, that yeah. style thing. I Just to put a button on the meditation thing so we can't circle back to Ryan. Okay. Um, don't but say I circle did. back. 2020 has had enough of that. Okay, sorry. Well, no, nobody's circling back. Just so to we can, yeah. Just yeah. so we can return to Ryan's journey of that Zoom shit. Um, <laughs> no, I, I will say as far as like the not being able to sit still or like, oh, I have an itch or I feel you know a bead of sweat or I feel the headphones or I hear my heartbeat or something like that. Oh God. Yeah, and I get it. Again, I had to fight against that too and just figure out. Basically, the I mean, I will say based on the Headspace app, the idea is just to acknowledge it, but then just 
kind of let the thought float away. It's like, okay, that's thinking. Okay, that's feeling. And again, it's not easy to do. And I say that as somebody who has a brain like Arkham Asylum with a two drink minimum. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's not easy. Yeah. But that's the show with, title. With yeah. practice <laughs> and with, with continuing to do it, you do it. And I'm, I swear to you, it takes, I'm not like saying it for comedic effect. I'm not saying it to be, to be cool, to be like, I have mental problems too. Yeah. I'm saying it like, it's, it, it, I found it really, really difficult to quiet my brain. I probably had to do it every day for like two weeks before I felt I was getting it. Mm. But like anything, you do have to stick with it. I'm not, right. I'm not preaching you guys about like it necessarily, those, uh... but you actually do need to continue doing it and try doing it and ease into it. It's like when people talk about doing yoga, like you just kind yeah. of, you get very like, oh, I'm not in the right position. But then at a point you kind of just settle into the pose yeah, and you're fine. I found yoga easier but that's, <laughs> compared to yeah. this. But, no, but just as, as an analogy though, the idea yeah. that you could just kind of like, you get new position, you're constantly worried about collapsing, but then all of a sudden you're in a position, you realize, Must because, oh, I I'm mean, holding it. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you will get to that point. So... It, it was it's, a big help for me. I will say that. I'm not as good about meditating. I used to daily, like I used to be great at it. I'm not as good now. It's one thing I'm trying to get back on track now. So it's hard. Yeah, what I mean, it's, it's hard. It is hard to, to get like started. really concentrate and to just sit still and to concentrate keep still. on not concentrating. I got one uh, of those. Uh, yeah. I was in one yeah. of those uh, sensory deprivation chambers. They have that spa yeah. and brick. Good God. Yeah. That we tried a few years ago. We, we had heard about it, and we heard it was, like, really cool. So that sounds almost as bad as a porcelain doll. Was, 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 was it the, like, what, the water one? Yeah, where they put in, like, 10,000 pounds of Epsom salt, and you literally just float in the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've wanted to do that. And, um, oh, my God. That so there's, horrible. like, these, like, kind of, like, fluorescent lights and, like, very soothing music, and you float there. I'm and done. It's, Never um, mind. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm out. We decided to try it. So we, we did it once, and um, you're supposed to just close your eyes and literally just... Yeah, relax. Just like zone out and yeah. relax, and it's supposed to like recharge your body and get yeah, all yeah, the toxins yeah. out of your body and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like laying there, floating in this water, and with each passing second, I can hear my heart just pounding in my yeah. ears. Yeah, and it gets hot after a while because it's really warm water, and then I'd feel like a single bead of sweat. Yep, come out of my forehead on and that I, bead of sweat, and then it starts to itch. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and then I have to like slap it away, and I'm like trying to stay still. <laughs> So this is a, you're trying to enjoy this moment. I'm trying to of, enjoy this moment, and then there's this little bead of sweat, and it's like, oh boop, and I'm like, and it's itching, and yep. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And so I was yeah. just freaking out for an hour. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, never again. <laughs> so you and I need to go do this, and we got to we're gonna hire Christian to film it. <laughs> yeah. To see how yeah. it goes, like. Tell me that wouldn't be fascinating. Like, let's see if we can do this. Look and they'll just see. Looks like one of those pods that you'd be like cryo frozen yes, in. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, right. I do it. I know exactly what. Because yeah. I've I looked at that place that in brick. Yeah. I'm like, this this looks like because I want to be the, the idea of 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 deprivation of like yeah. removing every sense of anything because you're just floating. Right. Technically, yeah. it's it. You know, like he just described. And it's for an hour? It's for an hour. That's yeah. wild. Well, you, I didn't know they were for that long. Yeah. You could, can't, isn't like you buy a half hour or you buy like, uh, a Yeah, session, I think like so. I think we, we did an hour. So I I had bought a gift card for Jen for Christmas. And yeah. then I was like, you know what? I'll get Knowing good and hell well, you were going to be stuck Yeah, going I was too. like, I'm going to go too. So let me get enough for me. Um, and we never did it again. Because they'd say, well, you have to practice at this. You have to like really get into no! it. Like one time isn't going to be enough. And I'm like, I can't pay all this money to be like slapping yeah. my beads of sweat off my face. <laughs> I don't want to be in be, got, being able to relax because I can I could just fill the bottom of my tub with hot water and lay and my it. heart is like like timpani drums in my ears like I can't <laughs> I can't do it um, I was like there's no way I'm ever going to be able to relax in this thing yeah <laughs> um, next up so that bariatric was like, chamber that's yeah. this Christmas no no the world's quietest room oh yeah I've heard about that where you, all you can hear is your blood flowing and your yes. heartbeat that's nope. fuck that no. fuck that 
Let's so get that's, back to therapy. Let's so that's back, yeah. So that's like what let's we're talk trying anxiety. meditation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get back some calming, so like anxiety. To, yeah. So I guess fast forward to uh, September last year, um, after you know six months of, of the pandemic, and I haven't handled it well. <laughs> um, no, no really, one has. Really angry no has. about a lot of things, and uh, I was just you know I'm working from home, and every semblance of normalcy was just ripped from my life without me having any say in any of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just still dealing with a lot of anger. And uh, one sunny, nondescript Sunday morning, like nothing was going on. I wasn't really dwelling on anything in particular. Jen and I went to Target and bought yeah. a whole bunch of shit we didn't need and <laughs> you know, got coffees. And the, the normal Target trip. And I'm just kind of yeah. like ambling around the kitchen, cleaning things up. And then all of a sudden, my heart just starts racing and I start sweating and then I start freaking out about it. I start hyperventilating. My whole body starts Domino tingling. Effect. So yeah, mm. it's just like everything just snowballs. And I'm like, I wasn't thinking about anything. I just, I wasn't. There was no, there was nothing no that trigger. Set, there no. was no trigger that that set this off. And I start, I just lost it. I had Jen take me to the emergency room, um, and they they checked everything out. My heart rate was like 140. Uh, my blood pressure was through the roof. Mm. Um, so they did EKGs and all this testing. I was there for like four hours and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. Um, so, but they wanted me to follow up with the cardiologist. So I did that. I went to my primary care the next day and, uh, they're like, you must've had a panic attack. And so that was, that was the one that I, I really felt like I was dying this time. Mm. Um, and what was scary about it is that there was no apparent it, it just, trigger. Yeah. It just, out of the blue, yeah, no reason. Same with me. That's um, I had nothing that I was constantly worried about at the time. So, like, this is something like I talked to my therapist about because the first one, you know, a few months after after Brie was born, like I understood why, at least in hindsight, I understood why that one happened. Yes, mm. yes. this yes. one I had no fucking clue why it happened, and the fact that it could just sneak up on me and hit me out of nowhere, right? Like, what if I was driving and this happened someday, or what if I was out somewhere in public? So like, this is a different therapist. Uh, so this is the therapist I'm seeing now. Yeah. Okay. So ultimately, like I, um, you know, my, I told them about all this and, you know, the anxiety had been building up and building up and, and this must have been the day that it came to a head for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so he put me on an antidepressant and, um, so now you're seeing, you, right, I'm sorry, it's, it's little so, things. Now you're yeah. seeing a man, th- a male therapist. Yeah. So I'm seeing a male one therapist. One who identifies as a male. No, he's a man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, my primary care doctor put me on on, okay. on drugs. I, you know, went on Zoloft and, and Xanax. And um, the very first night that I took a Zoloft pill, I woke up in the middle of the night, drenched head to toe in sweat, drenched, like someone had ho- had hosed me down in the yard. Right. Face dripping, like right. heart pounding out of my chest, and I started like I had a little mini panic attack because of the way I was feeling. Yeah. Um, and that continued for weeks of these night sweats. Um, I lost my appetite for a week. My legs felt like tingly and sore all day. Um, I had blurry vision. I couldn't drive myself anywhere. I was a wreck, an absolute wreck. Um, so it was the so I started reading it. Yeah. So I started reading up on it and people were like, yeah, you might have these side effects, but they usually go away within two weeks. So I'm like, okay, this all really fucking sucks. But if this will work for me in the long run, right. I'll, then, I'll like, stick it out. Three, yeah. three and a half weeks go by and I'm on disability at this point. Like I couldn't work. Like I, I couldn't function. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want okay. to get out of bed. And they actually gave was, you the me- the mental, uh, mental disability. Yeah. Well, so I was able to whatever. go out of work. Ultimately I was out for six, seven weeks. 
um, on disability um, because I just I yeah I no can't, I can't do no, anything no. like it's it, uh, I wish my, I wish my, I yeah, wish my fucking job had something like rippling. that shit yeah um, so after like three weeks so uh, ultimately I like I got my appetite back after about a week and then my legs stopped tingling okay um, but the night sweats were still happening and I still like my I couldn't keep my eyes open I had like blurry vision. Uh, my eyes were just burning and sore all day. I wasn't sleeping. So I was like, I have to get off of this stuff. Like, right. you know, everyone's saying two weeks, but now this is like three, three and a half weeks. Like, yeah. I can't keep going with this. Like, I need to be able to drive. Yeah. Um, I need to be able to function. Otherwise, like, when am I going to get back to work? Um, not that I was in a rush, but. No, um, <laughs> but still. But you, so, you're planning for you the are, future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do at least want to get yourself back to normal, even if the outside world isn't. You right. certainly want to be functional. So um, so I found a therapist right away, like right after the panic attack. And luckily, it was, you know, it was the first place I called. And I got in with a therapist and really liked him. Um, you know, we connected and I've been seeing him ever since. Um, dug up a lot of stuff. Um, from not just, well, obviously, you were obviously like the bullying before. Was, yeah. Yeah. The overall trigger and then, you know, addiction in my family. Um, well, yeah, you know, things like that, um, which I, a lot of which I just never, conf- you know, confronted at all. All right, do, um, do, do you buried. mind? Do you do you mind me asking, what was addiction with your brothers? Like what happened well, with your brothers? Or well, yeah, one my brother and my okay. dad. And, and okay, mom, so. all right, that, that, I won't get into too much. No, no, detail, no. I, I, that, like that's in yeah in my immediate family. Because I know the story um, at least with your brothers, so but I'm not going to air it out here. I just yeah, I'm aware. not getting into detail about any of that, but uh-huh. yeah. I, Bad addiction in my immediate family, not me personally, no, but right. but still something um, you had to deal with up close. But something yes. that I had to deal with up close, and I dealt with it by not dealing with it, yeah. um, because there yeah. wasn't yeah. really anything I could do about it. Yeah. And it no. was it was a long, long time ago, and I just I ran away from it and I buried it. Oh I yeah, never confronted we, we, any we, of it. We, we we talked about we talked about that. You and I talked about that. Yeah, I mean, you're one of very few people I ever really went into detail with anything yeah, about. Yeah, like, I didn't want to. Still, I didn't want to talk to anybody about it, and I, for <laughs> I, the most and part, understandably I did so for, right. for years. Um, so I just stuffed it down and stuffed it down, and uh, you know, same thing with you know being bullied when I was a kid. I mean, something I kind of forgot because it eventually stopped, and now I'm an adult, and I'm like, okay, yeah, who cares? It wasn't this something is, I was thinking about life now. But then when it gets brought up, you know, in mm. therapy as you know, post traumatic. Um, then you start remembering those things and then it just kind of hits you all over again. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good thing to go through it, mm. but it's still really, really hard. And then it just kind of makes your, you know, it, I guess it gives you a reason as to why you are the way you are. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I've learned about uh, a lot about uh, falling apart safely as, as my therapist. Falling apart safely. Which is mm. apparently what I did, even though it didn't feel like it. Like I had to go to the emergency room with a panic attack. Right. Yeah. But like it's... I didn't hurt myself. I didn't hurt anybody else. Like I didn't. Did uh, And this um, is just something that I've read online. So I, having you in front of me, maybe I can clarify. Did he discuss the, the name five things in the room? Uh, grounding. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've yeah. So yeah. I, I've, yeah. yes, I, I've done With that anxiety, um, as yeah. a technique. Five colors um, in the room. Something like, yeah. Yeah. So, like naming some a, a certain of, group. Of, tell me five colors you see. You know, touch something. Five. and yes. just It could be anything. Touch the table. Touch a wire. Right. Like right. Just sense that that item and just focus on it. Um, so, yeah, things like that. But, I mean, a lot of the problem that I have is like those little things, uh, you know, during the day. Mm. Those little like inconveniences that are really nothing and I know they are but they make you like yeah. so you, they, you, they, you, they as, feel like as, a little as, bomb as, going and, off in and your and head we've, we've joked with you about that for years now yeah, right. that you that is 
Especially, as much as it, as much as it is a mental issue with you, and you're you're talking to a therapist about it, mm-hmm. it is a, a joke between us all that oh Ryan's going to flip out over this because right. that's how you are. Right. You're, you can be yeah. very reactionary. Yes, yes, right. and, and, and I right. am, and, that's, and that is exactly, that's something I've had to work on controlling yeah. as well, where I. Especially something that that, operate in that mode for a while. Right. Especially something that's like really sudden or that startles me. Like I can't handle things like that, even Mm. if they're little. Like jump scares. Not jump scares. Like like that. Yeah, like like, something like that. Or, you know, if one of my dogs starts like their shrill, sudden barking (laughs) um, like that, it it feels like a little bomb going off in my head and I just react. Yeah. And like I I'm I'm not violent. I've never hit anybody. No, but I'm never going to do anything like that. But I. You know, that's the overall feeling. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just freaking out about. And it's like I know in the back of my head that this is nothing and it's nothing I should be. But But when you don't have that time to ground yourself because something really startles you. So like I'm trying to work on stuff like that, but it's hard because when I don't have the time to say like, stop, like this is okay, It's nothing. I like I'm, I'm still working on trying to. So, to, so be able to stop. get through those yeah. little things because I know that they're nothing. So, um, so then, and I'm I'm not trying to insult you with this, but like yeah. you would definitely be not not be able to deal with my daughter because I can barely deal with my own daughter. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. like the things that you're describing, and th- and this kind of goes hand in hand with mental health because, like I've said, my my daughter's on the spectrum; she's autistic, mm. and they the way that they describe it is that they perceive the world differently than us. Mm. You know, whereas we think that we have the sensibility of a civilized man, mm. they may, you know, hear colors and see sounds type thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They, you know that that yeah. that's just how the world is perceived to them. Um, one of the things that I immediately saw with Liara is. She thinks when she's when she's running around, like when she's running around, when she's being very active, that's when she thinks the clearest, Hmm. which is weird for me because that's not how I operate. Mm. I need to stop. Think like, what is this? And think about it. You have to think quietly. Yes. She does the opposite. She does the exact opposite. When she's hyper, that's when she can solve a lot of problems that she may be having or that's how she gets problems out mm. um so but there's been plenty of times where i've come to to arguments with veronica because liara is doing something and it's a continuous thing because she's a creature of habit right being autistic mm. um like like the the thing right now is she's attached to veronica at the hip even more so than you think mm. like literally and like veronica just wants to go to the fucking bathroom yeah right well liara can open doors now yeah mm. So we're locking doors now. Mm-hmm. So she'll sit out there and just keep freaking with the, the handle and whatnot. And I'll be whatever. I'll be on the couch or whatever. And I'm going to go, Liara, leave her alone. She wants to go. Mommy wants to go. I'll to be the on the high lung subreddit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Le- you know, Le- like, v- mommy wants to go to the bathroom. Leave her alone. And that triggers her freaking out. Mm-hmm. And now she's pulling on the door and banging on it and running mm. around or she'll start throwing things. Yeah. I don't get how that and would immediately... try anyone's patience. I mean just objectively. Yeah, I, mean... I feel like that would especially on a regular basis yeah. dealing with and I'm not listen, I love your daughter. No, so no, no. I don't I know, mean I know, I'm just I know, saying I know. on a human level there is only so much of that anyone patience. can take. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean you need to be a, Beyond a saint, an angel, possibly like yeah, to be yeah, able you're, to you're, you're handle that. You're at that point, and you are yeah, like, on a regular basis, like there is only so much of that. I feel like we are built to take anyway. So I, 
I can't imagine you I not really have, and you have to put it in, in perspective. Like it's, you yes. feel like you're weak and you feel like you're impatient. Right. Yes. But, um, you know, if, if you have something going on in your brain like this, and the, the biggest thing that I'm working on is getting rid of that irrational shame as mm. my therapist calls me like, okay, like, why did I freak out like that? Why did I react that way? You know, you're human. Like oh, there's like no, beating there's yourself no, up so, about it. You know, so, okay. Yeah, okay. You're, I'm Why beating myself up. Like, good, good, good example. Like um, this was nothing and I knew it was nothing. Why did I scream? Why good, did good, I curse? Good, Why did good, I? Exa- good example of something similar. Um, Liara was constipated the other night, like whenever it was. And she's, there is the one thing that will always immediately trigger me is whining. Mm. Oh, me too. And like legitimate yeah. whining. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and she started doing that mm-hmm. and now again my daughter's six she just learned how to use the toilet mm-hmm. you know she's peeing by herself now still not pooping by herself yet mm-hmm. you know but she's she's using it she's getting she's accustomed to all right i feel a sensation i'm gonna go use the bathroom mm-hmm. and she's constipated she <clears throat> so it's it's for us we're constipated we feel pain we know what to do take medicine or do mm-hmm. one of the various Shotgun, some prune juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. holistic. (laughs) Any number of... Yes. Again, going back to the she doesn't perceive or feel the world the same way we do. Mm. This feeling, and it's going to sound disgusting and Ryan's going to giggle. Probs. The distinct, the, 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 the tightness of your ass because you are now... Constipated. Well, Ryan is a tight ass, so there's that. <laughs> See, but as 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I, I am so sorry. But there's no other way for me what to apologize. Really, to me for? Right, yeah, listen, don't play this for your daughter. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like they they feel the world differently. So as we feel like I'm going right. to sit on the toilet and I feel me pushing, you know, trying to get whatever it is out of me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't feel that. Right. She's the 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 Plato dispenser. <laughs> She feels that, right. and she doesn't like that feeling, mm. or she doesn't understand. She doesn't that understand feeling. where it's coming from or what to do about it. It's yes. just uncomfortable. Yes. And that's so it. I know this. I've dealt with this before. She's, this isn't the first time she's been fucking constipated, but she was whining mm. and doing it, and then it got to a point where she was doing it to get attention from Veronica. She doesn't come to me because she knows she's not going to fucking get it from me because right, I'm right. daddy and I'm more of the disciplinarian than, than Liara is. Not yeah. saying I hit and, her, but, but I'm you know your own the rules and you enforce them. Exactly. That's what and it's And you enough to know, like you know enough to know when it's fake. Y- yes. When the whining's fake. Yeah. Yes. yeah. When that, it's for like, attention. That, that pisses me off more than anything is when I know she's I not actually hurt I li- or anything. Yes. And like, she's like, just like. Or, or there's, <laughs> nothing, there's nothing further than I can do, I being the parent, right. can do. Aside, now it's a time thing now. Just as all of us in this room have been constipated, there's a point where it's like I can't do anything else to my body to make me go poop. Right. It's yeah. just waiting now. Right. You know. So guess what, kid? Join the fucking club. Yeah. But you can't do that to a six-year-old who's autistic and doesn't understand. Right. right. Doesn't understand what the club is. Yes. Yeah. How do I? So <laughs> I left. I walked out. I got my got on my phone and I I fucking went. And you know what? Here. Here's where I stand on this. I'm not a professional. I'm not certified in anything. I know, I, I know nothing. We know. I know nothing. Well, I'm letting them know. I don't want to get a bunch of tweets. Um, that's okay. Because you only have so much bandwidth as well. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? And at the same time, she's not looking for you. She's looking for Veronica. So for but, your sake, it's not that you are, and I'm not saying you immediately went to like, I can't handle this, or you beat yourself up, or you know, the, the shame, like Ryan. Oh, mentioned. no, no, like, it, it was. It was that, that's, that's where I'm going. Like right. that's, that's okay, though. I sat in my truck. 
and you know, sitting there scrolling through videos on YouTube or whatever. And in the back of my head, I'm like, why wasn't I strong enough to deal with that? That's, right. Yeah, but that that is that is irrational only because like the only, you, the only like thing I, said, I gave anybody. myself props for was not yelling at her. Right. I, well, that's something. Like I said before, right. immediately. But sometimes you have to do something. It's either you're going to do that, or if you need to walk away, then you walk away for exactly, five minutes. exactly. Mean, like you didn't leave her unattended. It's not like you were no, alone with no, her. And she was constipated, no. and you left her in the fucking house. No, it's you. You said, "I I can't I can't deal no. with this," and that's even recognizing that is. I say it's something. I think it's important for you to at least say like you didn't yell, so that's good. So you controlled yourself, and you right. were at the point where you said. I can't deal with this anymore. I need to remove myself from this. And that, I look at that as being progress. I don't know what a therapist would say. I don't know what any kind of expert would say. Right. It's but just, I think it's it's justified. And at the same time, again, you only have so much of yourself you can give to the situation. If you max but out. That, but that line, what you just said to me, and Ryan will probably agree with me, that comes off as selfish. Like, I yeah. feel that I should, we... Selfish and impatient. Giving. And, you're you're yes, not a superhero yeah. just because you reproduced. I, I mean, look, I realize no, I'm, no, I'm no, childless. No, 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 I don't mean, I don't mean just no, dealing with a child. I mean, in general, yeah. I did not give enough of myself right. to whatever the situation was. Yeah, remove the child from it. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, remove the child. Any, anything that I freak out or blow up about, like, I always have a rational shame after because I couldn't react in a, a calmer, more direct okay. manner to it. And no matter how many times I go through like these little things where I blow up, like I feel like I'm not learning any lesson. Like, why yes. couldn't I stop myself from like? Right. <sighs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, like. <laughs> make fun and of it's me. just it's yeah. sort of this overall, uh, you know, blanket where you wonder, okay, I have this family, I have this wife who I love, and this mm. this beautiful daughter, and I have a roof over my head and a steady job, and the bills are getting paid. I have, on paper, everything you could ever want. But sometimes it's not enough. It's not enough. It's never enough. And it, it feels like it's insulting to the people who are around you. Yes. Because you know you they're happy. That, like, they're happy. And yes, I'm happy with you. And yes, I'm happy yes, with but it's the not situation. But it's not enough. No, it's never enough. And that shame is the worst feeling. Yeah. To feel like yeah. it's just not enough. I have everything I've ever asked for. Yeah. I really and, I really don't have a doesn't, care. It doesn't keep enough. the demons at bay. Right. No. It, it just doesn't. No. And money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, but it helps. At least you can yeah. pick your own kind of misery. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So like that's that's you know one of the biggest things I'm trying to get over is that irrational shame mm. about well, the, I, I, my mental issues. You're not alone. Feel. You are not alone. I, I mean, between us, not even not even a broad yeah, scope. In, in this room, in you're this not alone. room, you are not I, alone. I, I do you yeah. putting it in in those terms, I do get I do have those moments where I'm beating myself up. In fact, because I don't think it's that I feel like it's close enough to this, this irrational shame. I feel like this is maybe a cousin. Okay. In that one of the things that I've had to work on through therapy is, I'll give you an example of where we're sitting right now. Describing the the opportunity of coming here, because found Shared Universe in August of 2020. Started seeing my therapist the following month. And uh, Jack and I came here in September of 2020, the same month, to do the first show and said, this place is great. And we plan to come here in October and all of that. So we started coming here on a weekly basis in October. The shows were going well. And one of the things early in my therapy, when I was describing the situation, how the show's going really well and we're having fun and like the four of us are having fun together again, like doing this together again. Mm -hmm. And it's good to be doing anything after the yeah. batshit crazy year that was 2020. But anyway, all of that to say, my therapist had to point out to me, and that was that's one of the things about therapy too, that I feel like people maybe don't get. A lot is said about you 
in the way you talk about situations. It reveals a lot about you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The example I always give to people who have asked me about therapy is, okay, you know how, did you ever eat Catcher in the Rye? You know how Holden Caulfield's referring to people's like, oh, that person's a phony or that person's a liar or whatever it is. That doesn't tell you anything about the other character. It tells you about him and the way he sees people. That's kind of the example I give people when it, I now talk you're, to now them you're about therapy. There you go. Well, it's, it's probably worth revisiting. I haven't read that since high school. But the idea that the way you tell a story and the way you talk about people reveals more about you than it necessarily does the other person. So when I'm talking about coming to a shared universe and, you know, things are really good, this is, you know, I'm so glad that this happened. I'm telling the story and I'm saying it was just luck. I just got lucky. I happen to find this place. I happen to see a post on Instagram where somebody was where, where uh, somebody had checked in. The location was a shared universe. I said, I happened to find it. It was luck. And one of the things I've had to work on and, and notice about myself is, and I, I've done the same thing it's not without getting into a laundry list. It's, it's not so much that it isn't luck. It's the idea that I need to acknowledge that I noticed an opportunity and I took it. And hence, we're sitting here today. I could have seen that and said, oh, it'd be nice to go to a studio and then just kept moved on. Kept but scroll, no, you scrolling past you the next thing. Decision. But I made a decision to say, there's something here. I'm going to do something about it. And same with like the, the screenwriting that I've been working on. First was a workshop. And then it was, you know what? I'm going to continue working with somebody one-on-one -on -one twice a month, which I'm now doing once a month. And the idea that it's not just like, well, this happened to, you know, this offer happened to pop up in a Facebook ad or whatever it is. No, I made this. It's This is mine. Well, that's it. Like acknowledging that you saw the opportunity and you took it and don't just pass it off as luck, like giving myself credit for doing something that is positive, which is something that Ooh. he could tell was something I wasn't doing okay. in general, but it actually did make me reevaluate the way I, I noticed things and even looking at the past and kind of putting that perspective and say, well, no, I guess it wasn't just that. And yeah, it was cause I met this person and, and they told me about such and such or whatever. So, so that's been, that's been important for me in that I never really thought about it before. And now it, so uh, it's you, you can, you can make as much fun of me because of course, I'm and gonna, we will, I'm going to make, I'm going to mention mm. the Masons. Um, <laughs> but, uh, one of the things start that, laughing. yeah, exactly. Just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the, where's the, the stream, the stream box, just start pressing like the, you know, the cued laughter or whatever. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, Official sound the, effect of the Freemason. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> the Protractor Club. Anyway, go ahead. Um, taking compliments. Yeah, mm. I know. Taking compliments. You, you've been, you're horrible at taking compliments. Yeah. Okay. You're awful. Yeah. You always have been. And yeah. I've always gotten on your case for it. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like you were saying. <laughs> and I'm not good at it either. So I shouldn't. So, so, but like, you, but, you like you, but, but it goes along the same terms as what you were just describing, where it's it's owning a decision you made and mm -hmm. not passing it off as, yeah, but there was other people to help me. I wasn't the only right. one. I didn't make the decision. I had a group of guys that made the decision with me. It's like, right. no, you made the fucking decision. You told those guys, this is what this is what it is. Go do it. Right. Or, or even if it is a group thing, acknowledging your role in that. Yes. As opposed to saying like, well, it wasn't just me. You know, and kind of yeah. doing which no, putting I, yourself in the limelight for once. Well, I also think I think it comes from the idea of being selfish. I feel like a lot of that comes from not wanting to acknowledge yourself or look like you're patting yourself on the back. Yes. I think that's part of yes. it. I think it's part of where it came yes. from for me, where I didn't want to look like I was being full of myself for acknowledging something like that. And it's like, no, there's a difference between being braggadocious and there's a difference bet between so, acknowledging something you did. That had a positive outcome. It in doesn't mean you need to be a vein, dick about it. In that same vein of 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 going out and trying to to find uh, purpose, I guess you'd say. Sure. 
social groups. Mm. Be it whatever it is. For me, obviously, it's, it's Freemasons. Freemasons. <laughs> for me, it's obviously Freemasons. But for, for like you, it would be, you know, like a group of musicians that you get together with every Friday night or something. Mm-hmm. Ryan, it could be, hell, it could be your coworkers that you haven't seen because of the pandemic mm-hmm. that you're going out and you're just going to a coffee shop with. I think mm-hmm. that that has a lot of help um, in... I don't want to call it recovery, but in mental stability. In, 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 in terms of a positive influence on your well-being. Yes. Which is right. made, yes. another thing that's made a huge difference for you. Because you were never a particularly social cat at all. With us, and you even ran hot and cold with us yes. as your best friends. And I I, I, it's make a... <laughs> <laughs> I got Ooh. you. Get out. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Well, fuck you then. Yeah. Gotcha, you, take, you take your soul off in your liquor. Couch. And, yeah. and, and, fuck your couch. <laughs> and don't drive into something, but leave. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Don't answer the call of the void, but just get out of my face. Um, I am no, the void. <laughs> That's this episode's title. So I am the void. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to get any better than that. Nope. Uh, anyway, so I, I have noticed that that it's made you. It's you're you're a a lighter shade of of black now. I'm not trying to make it a race thing. No, but really, like you is, used yeah. to be. Yeah, it, it is. You used to just be very. I mean, you'd be loose around us, but that's it. Stop looking at me like that. I told you it wasn't a race thing. I'm talking about his heart. I'm not talking about his. <laughs> I actually found it. I'm not it, talking about it, it melanin. Didn't grow, it didn't grow three times. It only grew oh. like once. I'm not. Yeah, for once, right. for once, it's him. <laughs> he's yeah, like, he, he's he like, did it. Can we, a, can we blur his face? It, yeah. it, it, it is a color. I mean, I'm not trying to just <laughs> make it, it about. But you know what uh, you're referring to there? Self-care. I uh, hate that fucking self-care. Phrase. <laughs> Hashtag self-care. Oh, I know. We've been over this. Yeah. But let's not, let's not anyway, do a comedic retread yes, of yes, previous yes. weeks. Um, anyway, but I, I did notice that you you would be fun and jovial and everything around us. And that was typical, um, I, I hope. But helpful in some way because we were the social group for a while, sad as it sounds. You know, that was that was our, our role to a degree. That and was then, then you found the free... Yeah, once by, and we've been oh. replaced by the Freemasons. Which I've said in jest and in all seriousness, I'm like, well, we've been replaced. We've been supplanted by this other group of assholes. But, um, and that's literally what like, it is. trading one group of assholes for another. Thankfully, there are kind of assholes. <laughs> they are. As I yeah. found and, out. And you've talked to some of them. They're, I got people watching you because you were dumb enough to introduce them to me. So. <laughs> it's I, ha- I have legal paths full of jokes about you that I you know, don't even I know. Don't don't doubt it. I don't. <laughs> it's happening. So anyway, but I do think that's gone a long way with you to, I mean, it's, it does. It sounds cheesy to meet new people, but also to get around another group of people who you also have different interests. Like one of the, re- in, in some of the ways we don't connect when it comes Absolutely, to yes. guns or knives or even liquor, Anything. I mean, beer, you're connected with Ryan, you know, Jack right. doesn't, Jack will drink beer, but doesn't really like beer. He doesn't so, explore it as much as Ryan. No, he doesn't. Like Jack's fine with pounding down six, seven Dos Equis in a night, and that's it. Like yeah. he's not—he doesn't have the palate for it, which no. is fine. I don't either. I'm not trying to no. come off like some. I say IPA, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna eat vines. Yeah, it's, it, it is. <laughs> it's it's carbonated grass. No, thank you. So, and it, grass has been pissed on. But anyway, I, no palate whatsoever. Uh, but I, I will distinguish between all the flavors of gummy bears, no problem. So, <laughs> look, what do I know? But anyway, yeah, the idea that you now have guys who have who are interested in more stereotypical manly things that you are, which we're not like, you just don't have those things in common with us. And we're the ones who are going to make fun of you for it. Of course. But mm-hmm. 
at the same I'm time, I'm a man's that, man. But that's, man, that's a, man. That's a good thing, though. Like in the same way, I would talk to musicians or and that's nerds what, and or that, yes, like that's whatever. what I'm talking like, about. Like exactly, you like get that. To, you. It starts in a commonplace of for you musicianship. And then you find your little your little niche within that. That not only do you like music, but you like certain music, and that certain music goes with mm-hmm. these films, and then that it expands out from that way. Right. And you know, Ryan, toys and be or beer, for instance. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, uh, especially on your posts, and you could just be bullshitting because you want to feel good about yourself. Um, <laughs> Could be. Oh, damn. No, tell, tell me more. He, he, ju- he just spent forty minutes telling us why he doesn't feel good about himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, even, don't even put that on him. Do you even listen? Yeah, no. Where have you that's been? been? I, I, that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> I've been listening to the call. <laughs> I, only, I only listen to one thing. But no, one boy. Like you, but you have a. It may be in, in a group of people who you don't know in real life. Maybe some of them you do. But yeah, you have like a beer community. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. You have like five or six have, people that you constantly uh, tag that yeah, either yeah. send beer or you get beer, you know. Beer enthusiasts, yeah. functional alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have a group of people, which is great because that's something like you can't talk to me about it. You can kind of talk to Andrew, but Andrew's But not nearly gone. to the level. Yeah, exactly. Like on about certain things or at least Andrew left me. Places. I did. Yeah. I did. He's moved on to brown liquor and cigars. Yeah. Yes. And, he, he and thinks he's a sophisticated. Yeah, I that's am. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. I, like, need, I need more alcohol. 18% <laughs> I start at 40. Yeah. <laughs> well. 80 proof for bust. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, you okay right. over there? What happened? Just no, listening to this. Oh, I we, was like, God damn. We got a lot of range. Yeah. <laughs> That's how this comes out. It's like, wow. They were just getting really serious about therapy, and now they're busting on each other for the shit they like. This is therapy. <laughs> yeah, this is therapy. <laughs> this was, this is, you know, a harken back to the beginning of the only yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like we said in the last this episode. Pretty much. I mean, honestly, it's just like even being able to bust each other's ball, which... And that's another There's thing. A difference. It's not bullying. Well, no, it's not. No, I, no, you know no. what? That's something I did have somebody come to me. This is years ago, like with the only podcast. And somebody did come at me like, why wow, you really bully your friends on your show? And I said, it's just busting balls. Number one, we're from New Jersey. Kind of goes with the DNA of just. It's, Absolutely. That's really if what it is. If you can't deal with that, move. Uh, truly. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that is it's our a Jersey thing. But it, on top it, of that, it is 100%. Like, if, if you can't. Show your friends love by busting their balls. And then what kind of a friend are you? Like in my book. And, and even in your relationships, I'm sorry. If you're in a relationship, be it a man or a woman, specifically in New Jersey here, and you don't look at them and go, hey, fuck you. And they go, hey, fuck you. But that's okay. Exactly. Because that's like, hello. Yeah. It's okay. I don't want the, don't it's okay want the relationship. Say, it's Andrew, okay. only you talk to your wife like that. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I've had my days. No, but there are... There, there are those times where, whether it's friends, relationships, whatever, it's like, look, I'm going to say things and I'm going to be a dick. I don't mean to come off like a dick. I'm going to be. I don't mean to say something that offends you, but I probably will. And <laughs> But that's okay. And in the same way, at the same time, though, I see how that's backfired because a couple of times when Andrew and I have had deeper conversations about yes. things, there's some things where he said, well, I haven't talked to you about it because I don't want you busting my balls about it, making fun of me for it. I don't want you bringing it up on the show, which is always, I mean, and that has been particularly in this uh, iteration of Cape 3.0, something that I said, no, I'm not bringing, if, if we're going to talk about anything, I'm going to ask first if this is a topic that is worthy of discussion on the show. I'm not yeah. going to bring in personal shit because that's not constructive. That's not the way to kind of go about discussing it. And also the show is supposed to be fun and light. It's not supposed to be putting somebody in the hot seat necessarily. Right. That's not really I've, what I've I'm that, going for. I've said for. that to all you guys before. Right. And, but you have. And, and it did. Honestly, I felt bad for it. 
not in a in a shameful way, but in a way of just like, wow, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Where mm -hmm. like you couldn't talk about something, so you thought we were gonna bust your balls and not take it seriously. Which obviously I feel like with time and with this with having talks like this, honestly, I think it helps to smooth over some of those bumps where maybe you thought, oh, I don't want to get into that with them because they're yeah. they're just gonna crack jokes about it or whatever. They Whereas don't know. In yeah, and, and in reality, it's like, well, I hope there's and, and I say this truly. I've said this to you anyway, but like, I hope there are things that you know you can talk to us about or talk to me about. Fuck these other clowns. But I hope there are things that you can, exactly. So yeah, what did I just say? Um, I hope there are things that you can talk to me about. Yeah. That's like, it's not show fodder because not everything is. And it's <laughs> also it something like, no. well, yeah, that's a, a lot of stuff is brought to the table, but there's a lot that isn't. Totally. Yeah. It's probably there's stuff outside 60, the door 40. Still. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's left that's just like this is not to be discussed on the show. Um, and that's OK, too, because no part of me is just like, nope, we're going to get real, everybody. We're going to talk about <laughs> as much as this is rooted in like what we actually do and talk about. But right. Yeah, I do. I, I hope you all of you feel comfortable enough to say, like, look, we can talk about this and it's OK. Like, even you know, ball busting aside and all the other stuff so much we may joke about it. It's not that we can't get into and, the, and, the and, and, and and that that should extend out to your audience and their friends also that absolutely that yes we're you know chris chris decided to do this show in may because you know it's it's uh mental health month or whatever the fuck mental health awareness or whatever yeah, whatever the, the, whatever, the, hash, whatever the, the hashtag is yeah. but it's it's a good it, it, it was it, it was timely need, it doesn't need a month no, it, it should it be something that should be a conversation all year long yeah it, it, and and if you feel that your friends or your your social circle are making fun of you for for anything mm -hmm. be it um you know a lifestyle you choose sexual orientation anything like that your See, taste in weaponry. Your taste in weaponry. Your taste in whiskey or beer or cigars. Or if or, you have no taste for alcohol, you know, or like if, I used or to. Not. If you just are an idiot. Pandemic changes people. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, seriously, uh, consider consider seeing someone. Consider talking to someone outside of your immediate group. And even even anonymously, I mean, they're not. I've, I can't remember the name of the. Maybe one of you will, because I'm bringing it up. But like, there's the phone number that Michael yes. Phelps does advertisements yes. for. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a suicide line, but it is a, like a depression it's, it's, line. Like, yeah, they advertise it on Facebook too, and I I'm right there with you. I don't know the name. Off I, the yeah, I can't head. recall is it the talk name. Space, maybe. I will maybe. Look right yeah, now. look it up because well, I don't want to leave people hanging. Yes. but listen, in part of. And one of the reasons I did want to talk about this. Now, granted, Ryan did first bring the it subject is. It up. Is, it is talk space. Talk space. Talk yeah. space. Okay. What's the number? Um, so it's it's actually a, a an app, um, uh, but the uh, it is talk space. The number is one 8255 If you uh, feel like you can't, if, if you don't know that there's, there's a person there, you can there's, trust in there's your website, life. there's a website for it that it's de like the first thing it says: depression test. Take mm -hmm. a free mental health test. You know, online therapy with a licensed physician, Talkspace, join our network. Um, and they have, an, they have an app for it on Google Play and obviously on Apple. I'm sure they have it on Apple um, as well. Uh, and now there are a few questions talking about whether insurance covers it or does it cost anything. I'm not going to reveal those answers. Right, but it's, it's, worth, it's worth looking into. Again, um, that number, 1-800-273-8255. And I wanted to do this at some point anyway, just I wanted to have the real discussion because I thought it was important. And a large part of that is, for me, I didn't have a reference point in my life for anybody who was in therapy, who had gone through therapy. And 
it had helped or anything like that. I had none of that. What really helped me and what got me to the point where I realized it was okay to look into talking to somebody was I was listening to Howard Stern talk about seeing a therapist three times a week on his show, which he's been very open about. Three times a week? Three times a week. Damn. Uh, Craig Ferguson talking about going to a therapist once a week. And hearing, particularly at the end of 2016, when uh, Springsteen's autobiography came out and he opened up about his depression and the things he dealt with. And he had a really great quote in, I can't remember where the interview was, but, and I'm paraphrasing it. Obviously, I don't know it word for word, but he, he basically said, if you don't slay the demons of your youth, they will follow you into adulthood and for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's absolutely true, as we've all uncovered through our therapy and the different ways we've we've gotten into figuring out what's really going on with us. So the fact that I had and you may say, oh, they're celebrities and it's not the same or they're rich. What do they it's have to the worry same. about? Anything like that. It is the same. Yeah. There was actually a really great. I actually told Andrew to listen to it um, a couple of months ago, but I'm going to recommend to everybody, if you're a SiriusXM subscriber, get the SiriusXM app. And in, I, I think it was beginning of 2021, uh, Chris Rock was on Howard Stern and they had a very serious talk about therapy. Now, these yeah. are guys who are icons in their field. Yes. Howard Stern is is synonymous with radio. And Chris Rock is certainly, if he's not in the top five comedians, he's in that conversation, like of all time. And Chris Rock, they talked openly for over an hour just about therapy and about what's going on. And, you know, Chris Rock's in his late 50s. Howard's in his 60s. And about a year ago, Chris Rock reached out to Howard to say, I'm looking to get into therapy. I have some things I think I want to work on. In his 50s, right. finally started looking into it. Reached out to Howard and basically said, I, I don't know where to go. Do you want me to see your guy? Basically, after a year, he's... Chris Rock is seeing a couple of different people because there are different areas he needs to work on. So he's working with people w with regard to those specific issues. And now he he's, he feels like he's finally getting things together. So as much as people want to look at us just like, oh, it's celebrity or rich. So, and aside from our, you know, every man experiences, so to speak, then it is important to hear about people's experiences and hear people's what what they've gone through. And also that it's okay because it is okay because I didn't have anybody I could look at to say you know therapy's a I joke think, in I think, I think TV shows and movies things, right like you're that, crazy that oh we've, that we've that we've discussed also deal with um, where you're from in the country obviously yeah um, but also um, men I feel oh, yeah. that the the idea of being a man is that you don't ask for help real you know. Big right. boys don't cry. Don't ask for directions. Uh, yeah, don't ask yeah. For, you know, yeah there's that. a lot of that. There's a. I made the joke a couple of times. Yeah, if, and, and if anyone wants to call masculinity toxic, that's the toxic part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, but it's toxic. You to can yourself. be helpless. Right. Yes, you can be helpless. You can ask for help. You can go and talk to someone that has a a license in whatever it is that you need help with. In whatever fields. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because no I'm similar, yeah, I'm similar to Chris. I didn't have anybody, even, even though mm. I I had an experience earlier than the other two guys in the room. I still didn't have anybody for a piece of reference. Right. Yeah. I just literally, I got ba badgered by my wife to go. No, you need to see somebody. And you have right. to, yeah, you have to get over the the stigma and the shame of it that yes. society has created. Exactly. Because there is. Because even when, like when I first went, when I saw the first therapist, I didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't tell my own parents. I didn't mm -hmm. want Jen's parents to know. Yeah. She knew. And that was it. Like, yeah, it took I took a while to tell for me anyone. To I didn't tell my parents for a while. I was like, I don't want them to think that. Like, I didn't tell you guys the other when we had the conversation through our, our, you know, our, our group chat mm -hmm. about how I actually felt. 
Right. And like yeah. what Call of the Void was to me. Mm-hmm. I-, I could see all of your faces like, what? You know, like your jaws on the floor. Go, you never. I'm like, no, yes, I have. And I've just never fucking said it to you guys because mm-hmm. you'll. I either felt a, you're going to make fun of me for it right. because mm-hmm. that's just stereotypical with our group. Right. Less. Or less. B, it, it's it's not going to mean as much because you know it's coming from me and oh that that's just Andrew. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, even even you acknowledging like the the masculine thing isn't to ignore it or it's stereotypical thing is just like ignored or something like that. And it's, that also comes, I feel like from the mentality of a bygone era. I mean, I have, I've, I've made the joke on the show recently and it is a joke and it isn't a joke about, you know, back in the day. It's, Oh, uncle Dave loves to drink. No, uncle Dave's an alcoholic. He is a problem. It's not that he loves to drink. He can't help himself. But once upon a time, shit would just get swept under the rug. That's really where things were. And same with, you know, a man doesn't deal with it. A man doesn't cry. A man doesn't acknowledge it. It's oh, and by the way, stuff is we are, we are not woke. No, we're don't, not even don't getting, label not even this show into, as woke. No, it's not. This it's, if 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 it's anything, it's being truthful and helpful to those who may not be able to have this discussion yeah. with their friends, their family. You know, X, Y, Z. Uh, frankly, I'm probably just going to put the full video episodes up as well, just for accessibility purposes. You should. Because yeah. and then they can see my fat ass and make fun of me for it. But, but you know what? If that helps them, let them. It looks like he drinks a lot of whiskey. Ah, <laughs> basement dweller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look like you need Zoloft. <laughs> Ask the doctor to double your dosage. Cry, baby. Anyway, um, incel. Yeah, some incel. <laughs> I'm exactly. I'm like, some fucking incel in his mom's basement. <laughs> but, um. No, listen, it, it did it it did go a long way with me to have these these points of reference to say, okay, here are people who are reaching out for help and like they it doesn't mean they don't have problems. It's not like fame or icon status or anything like that or no. money is gonna fix it. There's still stuff. It's not something it's to not deal it, 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 and, and it's not something like like you hear uh, advertised on the news like so and so celebrity is now identifying as blank mm. or anything like that. It's like no, right. these guys or girls turned around and said like Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Perfect fucking example. Right. We made fun of her years ago when she shaved exactly. her head and had the yeah. flip out, and now all of a sudden it's coming to light why she exactly. has such a yeah. thing. Fourteen right. years later, or even the same. And I feel horrible, yeah, because yeah. I was one of the people that made fun of her for it. Totally, yeah. I, I am. If, if, if she's I, listening to this dopey her. show, <laughs> I am sorry. Yeah. Honestly, We're sorry, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, look, one of the people I have the most respect for, one of the celebrities who is outspoken is Demi Lovato. I just want to give her a hug. Mm. I do. Just because she <laughs> really has kind it. of openly, yeah, she she has struggled with these things. She's been tripped up at times, but she's been very open about about getting help and that it's okay to have a problem. Or like, even the same way when it comes to um, the stigma of any kind of uh, mental, it's not mental illness, but any uh, mental issues is Carrie Fisher. It's one of the things I loved about oh her is God, that she yes. was just, yes. own it. Own it. I'm bipolar and I own it. And she and I take drugs for it. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and even that's okay. Like if you need to be medicated, it's okay. Conan O'Brien, same thing. Like he's, you know, he's medicated. The boss is medicated. I mean, like it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Like you can deal with these things. Again, it's not a cure as Andrew acknowledged, no, no, you know, it's not. it's not a cure, but if it's something that helps, it's great. We actually had a really, there was a great discussion that, forgive me. Cause I don't remember if you guys were, I, I think you may have left. I don't remember if you were there, but it was at, um, it was at, I'll keep it vague because again, it's other people involved, but like we were at a holiday party and there was a moment where 
there was actually a candid discussion about mental health. I mentioned something about therapy. Someone else mentioned about being recently medicated. Someone else mentioned something about being uh, having been medicated longer term. And it was a sh it was like a 10 minute discussion. I think I was there. OK, but it was like, wow, I'm glad we're, we're in a room. We we're able to talk about this and everybody felt comfortable. And then the conversation moved on to wherever it was. Yeah. But even just to it have wasn't that a moment. Big deal. I, yeah, it was not something like there wasn't any shock. Nobody no. had any. There were no there snarky been, there comments. Might, there, there might have been a little bit like, oh, but I didn't yeah, exactly. That. Like the uh, exactly that the huh. I didn't oh, realize it. Oh, okay, and it was fine. And yeah. then the conversation just went wherever else it was going to go. Um, all right, so we should wind down. But anxiety, as far as handling it, I've mentioned um, meditation, grounding. Um, grounding mm -hmm. is really really helpful. Look at name five objects in the room. Name five colors you see. Things like that. Um, I mean, I've, I have been put on medication at any point. I've never been at the point where I've needed to. I've been recommended books and things like that. One, my first therapist actually mentioned that. She thought, I'm not obsessive compulsive, but she thinks I compulsively obsess. <laughs> so she did recommend some OCD oriented things to do. And look, I know I've, I get that way. I, have a lot, I gesticulate a lot. I have a lot of nervous energy. If you're watching the video, I keep shifting around in my chair and doing stuff that's like this. That's ADD and I do or ADHD, right. if anything. It, it could be. I do. I, and I, I get it. And that's okay. And I realize that. Yeah, you know, sitting still is not my thing. I'm shaking my leg all the time. Right. My parents always think it's an earthquake when I go to their house for dinner because I'm just you know, <laughs> bouncing my leg bouncing up and down. Leg. Yeah, it's, restless yeah. leg syndrome. Restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that a thing like when you're trying to sleep? Not all the time. Oh no. No. It's, okay. Well, maybe yeah. that's what I have. I I just always kind of pass yeah, it off yes. as like nervous energy, but. I am okay with it. I know I gesture a lot. I keep doing shit with my hands. I'm even noticing it on the monitor. Like I'm crossing my arms. I'm doing this. Yeah. I, like that's one hand is in my lap and I'm leaning like that. I mean, it's all because, of, yeah. Yeah. And, and I get that I do that and that's okay. Like it, it truly doesn't bother me. I realize it may look like I'm being restless and yeah. some of it is being very, very conscious of the lights and the camera and the mics and the right. show. Some of it is that, but um, like that, that's okay. But anyway, anxiety. Sorry and to get then, off on a little jag there, but and obviously the, you guys will make fun of the term, but self care is important. It, it is. It is. Figure, yeah, it, figure out what it means to you. Yeah. Take exactly. a bath. Take a walk. Take a bike ride. Yeah. Have a beer. Watch a movie. Like find out what you like to do that helps you escape, even if it's for ten minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you can find an hour, two more, great. But whatever it means to you, figure out what calms you, and do it wherever and whenever you can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because that is that's one of the things that we've talked about as well, that just to once again, kind of emphasize that the therapy part is knowing that there's that hour a week, knowing that I have an hour a week that I can talk to my therapist. Yep. You not so much because you're lazy, but uh, <laughs> admit it. Yeah. Admit it. <laughs> but you and I were saying like, Ryan, that, uh, yeah, knowing we have that hour of week, if it's just a vent, look forward to it every week. week. Exactly. Yeah. Having that was huge. And that was one of the things I instantly felt when I started seeing my first therapist out in California was like, oh, I know I have that week. And if I had a horrible week, I know that I have an outlet mm. that alone carried me a long way and mm. helped me to kind of not in an unhealthy way, but compartmentalize things. Right. Where I was like, OK, I know I'm going to have to talk about this or I'm going to have to go and over it, this it, my it, therapist or even if it was a reaction, I started feeling that kind of and, you know, that, and, that and shame. And in a similar vein to that, finding a group that you're comfortable with, be it music or 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 alcohol, you know, beer or whatever. Or it alcohol. Is, or alcohol. Yeah. Um, but no, but finding whether a, it's a therapist or AA or yeah, no, OA, but, but, uh, yeah, OA, yes. Uh, fi finding a group where when you go to wherever that group is, or you sign on to that group online or wherever it is, you feel a weight lifted off your shoulders because you don't have to worry about whatever it was that right. was bothering you during the week, during the day, 
And there's you know, another that's another word that's been twisted and mutated, unfortunately. But finding a safe space is yes. okay. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I mean, again, that's been tarnished. It's been abused. Because right. yes, exactly. Because of all the ways it's used in in negative on bo- connotation. Yeah, on, on both ends. And, on, well, uh, just in general, in general. But the idea, like the phrase safe space, finding a safe space, a place where you're comfortable talking about it. It could be one-on-one with a therapist. It could be in a group of If you want to color, color and coloring books while you sit on a- room full of puppies. Yeah, a room full of peppy, puppies yeah. with a beanbag chair and a coloring books. Awesome. Fucking do yeah. it. If that centers you, if that gets your, your compass recalibrated- I'll make a joke about it. Yeah. But yeah. do it. But do it. I was making if it helps. jokes about that ten years ago, but now I'm like, that sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I, w- I would love to color, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> I'm looking but at man, some of the these, way it the used art. to be presented. You're like pussies, like I know. But exactly. Yeah. But that's, it is, that's, that's, like, is an that's also really? all the all the brio and everything yeah. that comes with youth too, right. where you you feel invincible. Yeah. And then the older we've gotten, we realize, oh no, we're not invincible. <laughs> yeah. We've stuff. got plenty of uh, chips in our armor. Exactly. And what are you going to do? to fix it so yeah self-care is important uh i recommend meditation look headspace has a free trial so does calm check out those apps uh talk space was the name talk right was talk space like, you can look into that if there, if there's not someone you feel comfortable with i mean when it comes to something if it's suicidal thoughts things like that talk to a parent a friend whoever yes, you know reach out we, we don't trust. i mean as andrew obviously did touch on it in part one but i mean if if you feel like that's something that you can't control or something, jokes aside, something like Call of the Void, where you're feeling some kind of impulse, then see yes, someone. Re- reach out, someone. reach out to somebody. Yeah, because Andrew's thankful, even if he doesn't consciously acknowledge it. But every day he's happy that he's here, sitting and getting his balls busted by us, than not being here at all. Could be worse. It oh, could be a lot uh, worse. Could be yeah. a lot worse. You could be. Uh, I could be worm food. Being eaten by worms. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And what what the hell kind of Who fun is to that? Do that? This is fun. I yeah. mean, as much as it gets heavy, like this is a good time. Mm-hmm. Except for Christian, he's nodding off. So maybe we should wind yeah. down a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> I, I can see it. Wait. He's like, I'm never getting home. Listen, oh, God, we're, uh, I'm never getting home. Either. Yeah, he's like, I wish you guys would just end it. No, I mean, yeah. don't no. worry. You and I both have work. I understand. <laughs> we, I know your pain. Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't it feel good to actually have sat and talked God, Jen's going to kill everything. me. <laughs> You can sleep on my couch. What did you get home? You can sleep on my couch. But so I don't even want to tell you. Your, your, your office is down the road from and my And you know apartment. what you say to her? Mm-hmm. Self-care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And that's how End you end the, the show. show. And that's where it is, everybody. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, again, feel free to share this with anybody, not for promoting the show and blah, blah, blah. But just if you feel like someone needs to hear this conversation, if somebody's struggling with something, then feel hear, free. Uh, hear three dopes talk about it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. if you want to hear three, every men, and I'm not trying to you know make it into something it isn't but you know uh, anonymous guys civilians as regular opposed to like guys. celebrities hey. yeah regular guys talking about dealing with it and you know we we didn't have an understanding of it 10 years ago like we do now and it, it's all okay it's fine and we're also at a place where we're comfortable with it and talking about it and we don't feel this stigma and the concern about putting this out there publicly so no. that alone shows you that there's there's a light there, there's yeah exactly there Thank you. There is a light. There's a light. Mm-hmm. I was looking for the uh, proper metaphor, but you, you you nailed it. So thank you for that. And um, so please share this. Please subscribe to the show on the podcast app of your choice. Please follow the show at Kate Pod on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And uh, the shows will be a lot funnier from here on out for what it's worth. This is a, a little bit of a little bit of a segue, detour. a little bit of a detour, but it has its purpose. And it's not like it wasn't fun in moments. We knew this was oh, yeah. just a, a no. straight up serious You can't show. have the no. three of us in the same room and not expect exactly. some joke. Exactly. Nope. So 
there's that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo, and you can follow me on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. You can follow Andrew on Instagram and TikTok at Metal underscore Drew, and you can follow Ryan at Honey, I Drunk the Beers on Instagram, and you can also follow Arcade Player One on Twitter and Christian Cordez with some underscores in there on Instagram. Engineer Chris has been. He always forgets about the other stuff. What's that? Uh, I was going to get to yours in a second. I wasn't done with the plug. Why is it you're constantly just like, because don't forget you, to plug my show. Well, yeah. you, because you, I like, talk, you, you like you like to, if you want to hear about Freemason bullshit, don't touch me. You can check out the extended branch on YouTube. Are you happy? Jesus Christ. Because you're like, you're like, you're like, oh, Andrew does this, this, and that's it. All right, fine. I'll lump it in with your Andrew's plugs doing in the more future. shit now. I'll get better about it. Yeah, yeah, Andrew's doing more. Andrew's so inspired by the fact that I took the opportunity to come to a shared universe and do podcasts that he started participating in another podcast. But uh, so you have me to thank is what I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. That's it. I'm cutting my wrists. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm out of here. You're wearing shorts. You have the right idea. It's hot as hell in here. People are like, wow, he's really nursing that, that water. He keeps going for it. It's hot in here, people. Uh, anyway. Uh, thank you for listening. Once again, please share, subscribe, like, follow us, follow the show, and that's about it. So thanks for listening, for watching, for whatever it is you're doing, and uh, don't feel stigmatized. Don't feel bad. No, don't. If you need help, seek it out. It is there, and it's it, coming from the three of us. It's worth it, and that'll do it for this week. So until next time, for Engineer Chris, Andrew Rizzatello, Ryan Taggart. This is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. Dr. Crane, on line two, we have Stuart, who's having a problem with delayed gratification. Well, he's just going to have to wait.